Right, 18 past five. Let's deal with King Charles has been diagnosed with cancer. We don't know what type, but the palace has ruled out prostate cancer. Now, for the moment, he will keep performing his official duties and just stop public appearances. Professor of Constitutional Law at Sydney University, Anne Toomey's with me right now. Hi, Anne. Hello. Right. Things, things are fine at the, as they are at the moment, but if he becomes unable to fulfil his constitutional duties, we kick into the next stage. At what point do we decide he's unable to do that? Okay, well, first of all, there's him, and he can decide that there are some things that he might not want to do. So if, for example, he's on chemo and he's immunosuppressed, he doesn't want to be meeting people, so maybe he'd say, um, okay, we'll have councillors of state who'll do particular things for me, like opening parliament or attending things that have people. So he could do that. Just like the Queen, when she got elderly, did at one point uh, get um, uh, Prince Charles and Prince William to open parliament on her behalf. So he could do that with, with councillors of state. Or if he's um, got a sort of a more defined period where he's just not able to do things, but, you know, he expects to get better afterwards, he could give more of his functions to councillors of state. Um, Or if it gets really bad and he becomes incapacitated, then you can have a regency. Now, that part's not under his control. That's when it's other people who decide. And so there, there's legislation that says that there are five people three of whom have to decide that he's incapable before a regency happens. And those five people are the monarch's spouse, so Queen Camilla, Mm. and then you also have um, two people from Parliament in the UK, so the Speaker and the Lord Chancellor, and two people from the Court, so the Chief Justice of England and um, the Master of the Rolls. So... Amidst those five, if three of them decide that he's incapable of um, fulfilling his activities, you can have a regent, and then the regent can take over his powers. Um, But the problem with both councils of state and regents is that they don't have power um, directly in relation to the various realms like Australia or New Zealand, unless the country says so. And what does that mean for us then? Uh, We see New Zealand being very sensible, far more sensible than Australia in this respect, (laughs) um, has actually put something into its Constitution Act that says that if there's a regent uh, then uh, in the UK for the the monarch, then that regent also gets to exercise powers with respect to New Zealand. Mm -hmm. Um, So, for example, you wouldn't end up in the pickle like Australia might where you are unable to appoint or remove your Governor-General. So in New Zealand, if King Charles became incapable of exercising the power to appoint a Governor-General, then um, the Regent could do so because of a provision in your Constitution Act. For more from Heather Duplessy-Allen Drive, listen live to Newstalk ZB from 4pm weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.